That's right. It's episode 264. We got a brand new year. We hope you had an amazing celebration. I've been going wild watching movies and missing the fuck out of you guys and talking my mind about everything that I've seen and things that have gone on. Holy shit, we're fucking back! Yay. (laughs) You should be happy, you dumb bitch. Hey! (laughs) It's a new year! Yay, okay. (laughs) Calm the fuck down. I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> so uh, I hope you guys had a safe and uh, not sick New Year. Because uh seems like a lot of resolutions this year might have gotten off to a bad start. As about like 30% of my friends are fucking sick as a dog, whether it be with the vid or other. Hey, but you know what? What? I need to thank Slade. Oh, yeah. Because he sent us gifts, and no demons are going to get this house Dude, we ever got a fucking again. sage for days. <laughs> An incense. An incense, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. We already uh, yeah, we already partook in some of it, so thank you very much. Slade was like, sent a bunch of fucking uh, movies. Um, I think I did a, uh, yeah, I did a horror haul on the YouTube, so if you guys haven't seen that, please check it out. Been kind of on a hiatus, so for those of you who are tuning in today, from YouTube who don't normally come over here, welcome. This is a nice place for us to have a nice conversation about a lot of fucking things. Today, we're going to be talking about our top 2021 horror films of the year. It has been a fucking nightmare of a job. I have watched like too many movies in the past three weeks. I just am done. I almost don't want to watch another fucking movie. (laughs) See, now you need a break. (laughs) I do. It's like I took a break. To be able to do this, and now I need a break. I, it's always like that, you know what I mean? Right. But I got to be honest, like, taking the break, I really, I think I really needed it. As much as it bothered me, like, thinking in the back of my head, it was just nice to just kick back a little bit and, like, reassess what I want to do with the podcast, what I want to do with the YouTube, and, like, refocus. So we're going to be putting some fucking big feet forward to try to do some new things this year. I hope you guys are on board. I miss the fuck out of you, so I hope you're tuning in. If you have a friend or a grandmother that would love to listen to my fucking filthy mouth, all you gotta do is share the link with her right now. I'm sure she'll be a fan once she listens. All the boomers love us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Actually, I think it's the millennials that aren't really on board, because we get like a I think it's like 27 to 45 range as I noticed, like on the on the scores, you uh-huh. know, so 
But yeah, guys, I'm so fucking happy to talk to you about these fucking movies. Um, fortunately, Dawn of the Dust was not able to make it. He has been going through a bunch of shit. So I am sorry that we cannot bring to you Dawn of the Dust today. But instead, we sorry. brought Christina, who, who did watch a lot of these movies with me. I kind of made her watch them with me as I was watching them. But I didn't get to all of them. No, she didn't get all of them. But she's she's going to have some commentary with it. She's not got an order or anything because she's a lazy horror fan. And uh, yep. I, I'm the god of all horror. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Listen, I just want to be clear on this, okay? Like, this took a long fucking time. Not only did it take a year to watch all these movies, but I had to rewatch them, watch ones that I missed. You know, I didn't do reviews for all of these, so some of these might be new to you or a surprise to you that you didn't hear. I think that's good because it keeps it fresh so that you're not just like, oh, I already knew that. But some of these scores went up. Some of them went down. We're literally talking about the top 20. And seriously, like most of all of these movies were eights or above. Nothing hit a 10. Nothing hit a 9.5. I don't think it, it it like it was like all eights, like really good films this year. Nothing that was just like, you know. And were there any movies that you thought were like honorable mentions? I have I have like- stuff like that that I could probably bring up. Like there was one uh, last night in Soho. Which I fell asleep on the first time I watched it. I was really enjoying myself when I started when it started because I, you don't really get to see very many movies that are like in the sixties and in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole new world to see that and seeing Robert. It, who was it? Uh, the guy who did all the like comedy movies like Shaun of the Dead or no no he's the 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 fucking guy who did Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and all these type of fucking films. So I enjoyed it. I just didn't include it on this one because I just, as much as I liked it, it just wasn't for me. Okay. So, but I still like it. I still think it's a great movie, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's other ones that are on here. I, I had to really like, it's like splitting hairs. Like there were so many that are so different from one another to be able to put them in an order is just kind of weird. And it just really depends on what your mood is for the year. You know, sometimes you just want to be in a scary mood or maybe you just want to laugh. I mean, there's a mixture of everything in here from all over the fucking world um, that I watched this year. And I think we had a pretty, pretty decent year. I don't think it was the most spectacular year we've ever had, but we had some really good shit. So and at least solid shit this year that uh, I think should get recognition. There are a lot of films that were in the seven to seven point five range that I also enjoyed and I still think is a good score, but they did not make the cut. A lot of this, again, even some of the eights got cut out on this one. So <laughs> I had a lot of good. I mean, that's a good year, right? If you can say that there's a lot of eights. Yeah, exactly. That means it's a good year. It right. may not be like, you know, oh, my God, this was a 10 out of 10. Like, I, I, you know, I'm sure people give me shit for fucking liking Color Out of Space that much. But <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think. It's all about what I feel. Hopefully I can give you a movie that you will enjoy, that you can find and you can find endearing, maybe be part of your collection. That's what it's all about. We're never going to have the and, same opinions. And what? It, and are you looking forward to any movies for this year? I haven't even thought that far ahead at all. Well, I'm really excited for the new Insidious movie. But Insidious, oh. yeah, I mean, that's okay. Well, it's because they're going back to the original story and Patrick Wilson's directing it. Hmm, interesting. Well, yeah. that, that might be all right. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited for that. I mean, I do like the first one a lot. Yeah, that one was really cool. I love the the whole one was okay. The rest was shit. I like the ideology of like traveling outside of your body. Uh, You know, what do they call it? Not spirit walking. It's called fucking interdimensional. No, (laughs) 
It's like uh, mind wall. I forget what the fuck it is, guys. I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head, so fuck off. Um, I'm sure you'll probably go, oh, you damn fucker. Yeah, this is what it is. Well, you know, you had time to look it up and think it up. So fuck you. All right. But yeah, no, I like that movie. I am really actually very excited for The Sadness, which is a movie that came out of, um, I believe, oh, God, I believe it's Taiwan. Could be wrong, but it's about like people who get infected with some sort of virus. Okay, which is kind of on the nose. I get it, guys, but it isn't like a zombie film, but it is kind of like a zombie film, except people just go crazy. So they just go insane and start killing each other in like the most gruesome, graphic, fucked up ways. I literally wrote the director. He never wrote me back because <laughs> I wanted to talk to him about the movie before it came out or something and maybe see it or whatever uh, or find a way that I could watch it somehow because I really wanted to include it in this year. But that one is going to be something else, man. That, that one's either it's going to be no substance, no tension and just straight up gore or it's going to have a little bit of both. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Because I'm a huge fan, and you guys already know this, of The Signal, which I always talk about. They had where they were like on the train, and they had three different stories, and there's a signal on the TV and on the cell phones that makes them go crazy. Yeah. You almost fucked my wife. <laughs> that movie's great. Yeah. I love that movie, too. I, a lot of people are not as big a fan as it as I am, but I just love its simplicity. And it's creativity. It's creepy. Yeah, it's a creepy movie, too. Yeah, there's a lot of movies we had this year that were pretty creative. And I tried to pick some more unique ones this year um, that, you know, maybe not a lot of people would get a lot of attention to. Because I, I notice a lot of people pick a lot of the big ones, you know. Right. And, you know, those are good, too. But I like to find, like, the outer fringers, fringe stuff that's, like... Deserves a little bit more credit, I think, than it gets. Some of these are slow burn. Some of these take a little while to get forward, but yeah. So I, that that moving forward, I think it might be that time. Uh, what time is it? Horse shots. So, Christina, did you come up with a resolution this year? Yes, I have several. No, I don't need to share them. You don't want to share them. Okay, I'm on Whole30 again because it's January. I always do Whole30 <laughs> January and July, so I can't do the shot. Right. So. Well, I think we all want to be a little bit healthier. Right. You know, I think that's just like common. Right. My biggest one is don't die this year. Oh. I think that's the, the, the good goal, you know, hopefully attainable. I hope so. I've been trying to take care of myself um, a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I sleep a little longer. I uh, sit on the couch a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I watch a lot more movies. Fuck you. I've been watching a <laughs> lot of movies, dude. What am I supposed to do? Jog while I'm watching it? I do. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but you don't pay as close attention as I do. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm highly distractible. You could pay attention. Anyway, so this week's shot is just a shot for the new year. Happy New Year, guys. I know it's not, not that much to look forward to, but maybe... 2022 is going to fucking come out swinging and it's going to be a good year and some good things are going to happen for us. Hopefully, um, either way, we're going to be fucking chugging out some episodes for you to try to make you happy. And we got a drink to go along with it, which is kind of uh, Christina's idea. And I kind of fine tuned it to, to make it a little bit more uh, Bartista. Right. And uh, what do we got here, Christina? So what we have here. It's a chilled shot, I know. Yes, there, it's two shots of eggnog mix. You pour it in a mixer Yeah, you, with ice. You have a mixer with ice in it. You put two shots of eggnog in it. It's it's what? not eggnog. It's, it's eggnog mm. mix because it's got alcohol in it. Right. 
And then you do one shot of Captain Morgan and another shot of vanilla vanilla coffee creamer. Mm-hmm. Cream, whatever. Yeah, and then you shake it up. And then I I lined the shot glass with, with funfetti. No. Frosting. Frosting, vanilla frosting. Yeah, and funfetti. It's the funfetti frosting. Did you take a picture of this? Yes, I did. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It looks, re- it looks really fucking cool. Doesn't it? It's a little decadent. I mean, to be honest, this is not a good way to start the new year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to work six months to get this fucker <laughs> off. I mean, we're using real fucking coffee creamer and fucking eggnog. I mean, what else can we put it in? It's fucking enriched. It uh, sounds amazing. I'm going to smell it. Yeah, it smells like it should go together. I was thinking whiskey maybe, but, you know, I think Captain Morgan works with it as well. Yeah. So. Well, I was actually looking up New Year's shots, and uh, there's a lot of milk with Captain Morgan? Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I kind of came up with it. Gives it kind of the horchata yeah, I guess. thing. Okay, all right, let me try it. Should I lick the outside after or before? Before and after. Uh, I'll try to do that. What, am I put my lips around it and then... <laughs> I can't fit my mouth around that. Here, you try it. Yeah, okay. shut up! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Down it goes. Oh, did you even get the frosting? Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Is it good? Wow. Yeah? It needs more cowbell. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> what? It is super rich, but it is super delicious. Okay, well, there's extra right there on ice for I'm you. I'm going to do another one. Oh, <laughs> and for those of you that know. Hey, it, it, comes out, it comes out of the top as a whole. It's like a sippy cup. <laughs> yeah. It's a spill-proof sippy cup for drunk dumb Alex. <laughs> all right, there's enough in there. There's like four or five shots in there. Yeah, I know. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to drink all that, but I did take a gummy. So this uh, <laughs> podcast, a, a special gummy. We're legal here, so fuck off. And uh, it helps with anxiety and stuff. So not that I have it right now, but it ought to get interesting. Either I'll forget what I'm doing and Christine will have to keep me in line. But uh, I'll try. Here's to a new year and uh, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year, guys. I wish I could take that shot. It looks really good. The aftertaste with the um, funfetti and vanilla is fucking outstanding. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love it. It's not perfect, but it's damn good. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. If you guys would like to try New Year's, a BTV New Year's, all you have to do is go to Long Live the Void dot com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now that's it for horror shots and now it's time for us to jump into our 2021 top horror films of the year i hope that you are telling everyone about this let's dive into it right now All right, guys, so we're going to go from the top 20, so the lowest, all the way to number fucking number one. one. Number one, one, one. I won't start any of that cool, slick shit until we get to, like, the top, top five. five. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to get too fucking creative here. <laughs> 
All right. So what's 20? What are you talking about? What is number 20, Alex? All right. There is a movie that came out on Hulu that I didn't see many people talking about, but I actually quite enjoyed. The concept of this film is kind of a mix mash of like horror, sci-fi, kind of felt a little like, uh, you know, I, I know this is overused, but, you know, it felt like fucking... Very Cronenbergish, you know, a little bit, you know, has that sci-fi thing going on with it. Uh, it's a it's a movie called Come True. It's an about a teenage runaway that takes part in a sleep study that becomes a nightmarish descent into the depths of her mind and frightening examination of the power of dreams. Oh shit! Yeah, it was actually a director Anthony Scott Burns who did uh, a thing in the holidays anthology. He also did, he was second unit director in Tall Grass, in the Tall Grass and the Prodigy. Um, but oh. he also did um, Our House and a few other things. So, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. It is a slow burn kind of, uh, you know, fancy schmancy artistic kind of film. But if you like that sort of vibe that is kind of interesting, that throws in some sort of interdimensional thing going on with sleep study, which I find fascinating because one, I used to walk in my sleep and I've always found that interesting. I would have full on conversations, walk around the house, start shaking like a fucking madman. My parents were scared of me. They didn't want to touch me <laughs> because I would swing at them, things like that. But this girl runs away and she kind of finds this place that's going to give her money and stuff like that so she can kind of survive and she kind of is stuck but also doesn't want to be a part of it and then sort of it wraps it up pretty nicely but it's really dark and uh really interesting i thought it was a, a really good film and i really i didn't get a chance to rewatch it but you know there was a couple of films i didn't get to rewatch, and that's just the way it goes you know i had so much time i tried to get in some new ones just in case at the buzzer so but yeah if you're interested in seeing it um you can watch it on hulu so it's up now uh, and I would check it out if I were you. And what's 19? 19 for this year is Bloody Hell, which stars Ben O'Toole. And he is a sort of a man that is kind of fleeing his past because he has a situation where he's in a bank and uh, things go wrong. He's an ex-vet and he sort of becomes the hero, but things go wrong. And so he decides that he's going to, once he gets out of jail, go to another country and even worse things happen. But it turns out his crazy might help him in the end. That was a weird movie. It, it was funny, though. It's a yeah, very, it very dark humor movie. Bloody hell, I think. I like Ben O'Toole. If you've seen, I think it was that, I forget what it was. Necrotronic. That's the uh, one. Uh, yeah, he was in that movie, which is kind of, you know, an underground sort of hit for some people. Supernatural kind of thing. This is more of a slashery kind of uh, people in the woods kind of thing. Very uh, gory, very dark sense of humor. A lot of like, you know, bending. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not something you would normally expect to happen. It's kind of tongue in cheek in that sense, but I thought it was really funny. It was one of the first movies I saw this year or last year, I should say. I think it's worth a watch if you guys now the humor, you know, humor is always different for everybody. So there's some people that didn't find this movie funny. Some people that did. Uh, I would say people who have a little bit more of a dark sense of humor, I would probably like it. It's not all comedy, the whole fucking movie. So it's not like that's the predominant thing. It's more of like, oh, that's a silly situation to get yourself into. Mm -hmm. Or that's kind of cool. It's got, it's really well edited and shot. And Ben O'Toole does an amazing job in the movie. Um, there's a alter ego presence in his movie 
in this movie that he does back and forth with that I think really kind of makes the movie more than it would have been without it. Right. Because his ego splits and it's a really interesting kind of take in a weird slashery kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in like, I forget where it was. Where did they go? Ireland. No, it's like, I think they go to like. Finland. It was Finland. Finland. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Finland. So it's a, it's a really weird family that he meets there. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much. It's pretty straightforward film. I think it's funny. I think it was. Uh, does That definitely deserves a little credit here. Um, and what is number 18, Alex? Well, a lot of people are going to be upset about this one, but I don't really give a shit. I watched it again. It was a two hour and 15 minute. Uh, I didn't do as well as I liked it the first time. It did go down a little bit. But I wanted some big, big budget crazy weird like off the wall and extremely gory uh action horror and i feel like i got it for the most part in army of the dead right which was on netflix yeah by the way oh bloody hell is up from vod i think you can rent or buy it i don't know about the blu-rays or whatever but just you know but army of the dead is on netflix i still really enjoyed it and this is top 20 so i mean we're gonna get we're down the list right now a little bit <clears throat> but I'm not embarrassed to say I, I actually really I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. It was a little long. It didn't need to be There were some parts in it that I did not like, specifically the father-daughter bullshit yeah. that was going on in it. They did quite a masterful job of editing in because uh, they cut out fucking that comedian because he got like into a lot of trouble. So they put this other comedian in. She's the helicopter pilot in it. But she this was awesome in it. This had one of the best kills of the entire fucking year. <laughs> like... I don't want to say what it is, but it involves a lion. Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Or tiger. Maybe it was a tiger. Tiger. I see lion. But yeah, tiger. And uh, holy shit, that was fucking amazing. Like a very articulate gore in this movie. There was just a lot of a lot of fucking gore in this movie, mm-hmm. which makes me enjoy the film much better. It is stupid. It is a big budget, dumb film. But I really wanted it and kind of hit the spot for me. That was the only movie we went and saw in the theater in 2021. Really? The only movie. That was like right off the bat, huh? Did we see it in the theater? We saw it. Yes. We went and saw it. Oh, Alamo. because it wasn't out on Netflix yet. Yeah. We went and saw it the week before it released on Netflix. We went and saw it at the Alamo Draft House before they they closed. And that's a good movie to see in the big on so, the big screen. I yeah, think. I think so, too. You enjoyed it, too, though. I did enjoy it. What'd I, you like about it? Oh, like I said, it it was very gory and it was action packed. Yeah, but the story dragged and it was long. Yeah, if you don't know what Army of the Dead is, I mean, it's essentially Zack Snyder's like sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Essentially, it's it's sort of in the same universe, but it's very different because he has like different sort of lore with the zombies that a lot of people are saying is dealing with aliens. And it would be interesting to see where he was going with that. And they even did a spinoff. Uh, movie that was like a like a thriller movie with the vault uh the like safe cracker who does like oh, it's yeah. like his before like where he was yes yeah, and that's char- actually a pretty good movie yeah I- the characters were legit yeah like, well not all of them no but a lot of them the he ones was that good. stood out were great that same guy who was the safe cracker in this movie actually directed the other movie mm-hmm. he's a director and actor oh okay um and uh so i think he did a really good job it's kind of got that like catch me or what is it movies catch me if you can or the one about the magicians it's got like an oceans 11 sort of 
Um, oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where I think Woody Harrelson was in that movie too, where they do the card tricks and they're like flipping it around their neck and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like that, that kind of style. Mm-hmm. So, or like the Kingsman or whatever, you know, franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a little over the done stuff, but it's more condensed into a smaller movie because it was a smaller budget film. But yeah, I liked Army of the Dead. I know a lot of people are fucking cringing and balling up their fists, ready to punch me. But, you know, we all like different shit. So suck it up. All right, Alex. What is 17? 17. Now, this one is a little bit of a surprise to me. I was not a fan of the movie. It's part of a franchise. I'm not going to say what it is. I was surprised by this movie because I was not a fan of the last movie that this one came out. You might be guessing one of two movies probably right now. And that is Halloween Kills. Oh, now I wasn't like, you know, this wasn't like I wasn't like blown away by it. I, again, wanted to see Michael tear shit. I didn't give a fuck if it was cheesy. I just wanted to see violence on the screen. (laughs) Go batshit crazy. I wanted to see a slasher again with balls that would just do some crazy shit. I know there's purists out there that just hate the movie. Thought it was shit. I actually really liked it. Again, there are other movies that I've seen. You're probably like, what the fuck, Alex? I don't know. Just deal with it. What the fuck, Alex? I got You have different tastes every year. Sometimes you were in this like really slow burn phase for like a year mm-hmm. and then you get burnt out on it. And then you're like, OK, that's yeah, just enough. Like with superheroes, like with right. Marvel movies. Jesus fucking I, I feel like this year I kind of hit all the little notes that I like, you know, so I was like very well rounded year for me uh and what i wanted to see and so i feel like that's a big year but for a lot of people it may not be you know what i mean are you excited for halloween ends i'm gonna see it i don't have much hope for it i don't think it's gonna be a good film um it's gonna get too poetic i think yeah and it's gonna that's going to get in the way and it's become it's gonna be getting really cheesy i think Mm -hmm. because of that Mm -hmm. because they're gonna have this whole love i don't mean love but i just mean like it's it's cringy as love right you know in a movie no offense to anybody but yeah it's gonna get that cringy sort of you know showdown kind of bullshit and i think it's gonna be heavy-handed and you know maybe i'm wrong maybe it's gonna go for the throat and then at the very last you know 10 or 15 minutes it gets that weird nostalgia jerk off fucking cringe out of the way and then it's actually ends pretty cool uh, I don't think they're going to end it like they're saying. Right. It's just too successful for them not to keep going, <laughs> uh, which I don't know. I thought this one was a good movie because it had a lot more gore. I do see the flaws in it, like other people said. But sometimes you're just in the mood for one of these movies, man. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. And there's a couple of movies this year that really did that for me. And this is one of them. Army of the Dead, that one. Um, you know, it's just. Something I thought was cool. Number 16. Hello? Hold on. Oh, (laughs) and by the way, uh, that movie is out on Blu-ray or 4K now, and they have the extended version in there as well. There you go. Which I really want to see, and I hope they have it in 4K and they don't fuck us like they did with the fucking uh, Dr. Sleep, where it's not on the 4K. Oh, I know. And it's only, you have to watch it on digital. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Put it on the disc. What is wrong with you? Oh, we had to save 15 cents. Sorry. Let's put it on this Blu-ray you'll never use. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, number 16. Number 16 is Boys from County Hell. Oh, I like that movie. Which, yes, this was an Irish movie that, man, this movie was really fucking cool, man. Like, did mm-hmm. not only did it do, and I, I'll just, this isn't, it's spoilerific, but they kind of talk about it in the. Uh, trailer? In the trailer anyway. So it's not like I'm like spoiling anything, but. 
This is a Shutter film that had director Chris Ball, who wrote and directed this as well. It's about a crew of hardy road workers led by a bickering father and son who must survive the night when they accidentally awaken an ancient Irish vampire. And they a ha- vampire movies on your list? Yeah, I know. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm coming around, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm seeing the outer fringes and it's kind of drawing me in again. There you go. Um, Josh, you can you can pat yourself on the back, you dildo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Boys from County Hell is is kind of funny and kind of serious and kind of awesome all in one. Like it, it might be a little disjointed as far as tonally for some people to watch, but I think overall the entire story is very interesting. The things that they do with the characters that I liked in the movie, like I liked all the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're great. It's a little hard to understand if you're American because there is they do not hold back on their Irish slang. And you the know. dialect too. Right. He's trying to grasp that dialect sometimes yeah right there's a there's an object that's in the movie that some people may not know called a carn it's c-a-i-r-n which is a basically a grave site that <clears throat> has stones built up on top they call it a carn you know you lay, layer it up and this is a famous vampire i won't say who but i think you <laughs> might be able to figure it out uh it's along those lines anyway but some of the lore that they do in this movie along with it being pretty graphic is it's got a lot of blood. And, yeah. And there is some funny fucking shit in this movie that kind of reminded me of some New Zealand kind of horror, some British horror that I've seen. I think they really did a good job with this movie, and I think it's underrated. I would love to pick it up on Shutter. I know they have it out on Blu-ray, I think, or they're coming out this year with it. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen it and you have not, and you want to see a different take on vampires, and I mean, it's really different. I don't want to say what, but it, the, the stuff they do in the film, you're like, what? <laughs> There's a couple laugh out loud parts in the movie. <clears throat> There's a couple of, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just a good movie. It's a, it's a well-rounded film that I enjoyed watching this year that was a surprise I was not expecting. Oh, number 15. All right. That is The Vigil that technically was made in 2019, but it got distribution and was put out here recently within the last few months or so, about three or four months ago. And it's director Keith Thomas, who also wrote it. It's about a man providing overnight watch to a deceased member of his former Orthodox Jewish community finds himself opposite a malevolent entity and it is pretty fucking creepy man like I was like oh yeah okay I I watched a little bit of that with you okay so essentially this sort of uh, thing that he has to do is essentially watch a dead body it's part of the religion that you see somebody off I guess I'm not very I'm not I don't know orthodox Jewish uh, you know culture so the vampires don't come I, no, sorry, I, I think it's so that nothing can steal right. the soul or something like that. Right. It's, it's something. It's a safe passage sort of mm-hmm. thing that I've, I've they kind of talk about it in the movie. Yeah, they do. But this kid is not very he's not orthodox at all. He's very unorthodox. <laughs> and uh, he is not kind of losing his face sort of thing. So he's kind of like the perfect and worst person to be in this situation. Mm-hmm. And this thing that kind of like haunts him around, man. Ooh, creepy shit, dude. There's other characters in the movie. There's an old woman that lives upstairs, the the wife of this person mm-hmm. who died. And man, I just was really impressed with this film. I thought it was really 
a good start to finish movie. A little slow for some people. This is a bit more on the creeping into you, slow burnish kind of film. But there are some pretty good scares or moments that I was just like uneasy. So I think you watched some of it with me. Didn't I you? did. I did watch. It was creepy. It is. It's like really. I don't know. Very interesting. I really enjoyed it. By the way, any of these movies that are not in English, I highly recommend you always listen to them in their native audio language unless you're like, you know, I don't know, read subtitles basically because you'll miss a lot of the acting performances, I think, and how they Mm -hmm. say things uh, differently. It's just my personal opinion. You don't have to do it, but just I would highly recommend that if you watch any of these films. <laughs> and in defense, if you're very dyslexic, it, subtitles are sometimes hard. So yes. It's understandable, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. It is up for rent, I believe. I didn't. Let me check, actually. It's actually out on Hulu, so you can watch it on Hulu. And it's a PG-13 film, by the way, guys. So pretty crazy that it is. it does a really good job. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know it was a PG-13 film. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's a good that's a good sign, right? Oh, totally. I would think. Anyway, number fourteen, we got Candyman, the new sequel. Technically, it is a sequel of the original Candyman that came out in the nineties. This is uh, director Nia DaCosta. She is a newer sort of uh, director. She hasn't done a whole lot, but Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosefield, and Nia DaCosta all per- helped write this story, and then they gave everybody the money to make sure that this happened. So this is, in a lot of ways, a Peele project, but uh, it was definitely a combined effort of everybody on their part. And I believe the Nia DaCosta, who does this little sort of puppet thing in the movie, Right. She was the reason that they reached out to her. Mm-hmm. Because and she did a good job. She really did. I, you know, those little B storytelling things aren't always that interesting. Mm-hmm. She did a good job there. I, I, I really liked this movie in particular. I think this is the best outcome for a sequel that you could have. Mm-hmm. I had no faith in it. I was not that interested in it. I was interested because Peel was attached. And I wanted to see what, you know, where it went. But I kept seeing the trailers and I was like, I don't know. Should we? Should we? Should we? And we did. And we did. And we really did like it. Did you like it? I don't remember. Yeah, I liked it. I actually, Yeah, I liked it. It it was actually when we did that episode. Uh It was my first time actually watching the original Candyman. Right. Because I made you watch the original. Which I'm so glad. because. How many times have you told me that? Just, Just out of curiosity. What? Remember every time you're like, that we was, don't. That no, was, no, 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 hold on. That was only with Annabelle? Annabelle? No, you've done it before. No. All right. Well, what I was talking about, she, she is always like, we don't need to watch the original. And I'm like, nope. That's like a law in my house. We, that's bullshit. We had to watch it for the podcast. So I don't even know what the fuck. Yeah, but I'm just about. saying, like, before well, we. You're des- wrong. I decided that anyway. <laughs> and you're glad you did. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm glad. Well, what did you think of it? Why don't you go ahead and yeah, tell Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Do you think this story. would be on your list? I enjoyed the lore. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't I don't know. No, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Oh, th- I did have a problem with it. I forget what my problems were. Whatever. I said them on that podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. The ending was really good, too. Um, there was a couple of moments that I was like, uh, but right. I thought it was... It's unique, and I definitely would watch it if I watched the other one, as were, oh, yeah. were the other ones. No offense. I mean, I haven't seen them in a long time, and maybe I should give them a shot. Uh, but the other sequels, I just was not into, and I just lost interest in quick. Now, are you excited for Jordan Pill's Nope? Yes, of course. Nope. It's going to be some weird shit, and it's yeah. going to be shot really well. Of course I'm going to want to watch it. 
Like, what is I this? know some of you guys don't like Peel, and, you know, maybe it's because you don't like, you know, that you feel like he's got this message it's, stuck into it's it. It's comedy, and it's com- a comedy it's, guy doing horror. You're right. It, 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 it somehow, I don't know, it kind of, it kind of, like, reflects in me. So I really, I really look forward to his shit. I'm really happy to see that this did as well as it did. I wasn't expecting it to be over the moon, but I was interested to see, and they really did make it kind of an artistic kind of tasteful approach. They, they did traipse over some nostalgic shit, but it wasn't too heavy handed. I thought, and it fit into the story minus the, the guy who, you know, is the pivotal moment mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, he, there was some, some unanswered questions I had there, right? But still overall a great experience mm-hmm. and the best thing you can, and you have to give props to a movie that didn't fucking completely fail mm-hmm. a, a, a sequel, mind you, that is 20 years late. Right. You know, so you have to give them props. Number 13, please. I'm he doing just, a shot. He did a shot. <laughs> it's good. Not even halfway. I'm going to do another one. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to affect me with the fucking gummy. Oh, the gummy. Just kick it. Just I'm kick starting it. to feel, I started to notice it as soon as I said that. <laughs> we better get off this, everybody. I thought it was a movie. It was a yeah, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Somebody's eating it. their lunch right now. All right, Alex, number 13. It's unlucky for some. This is Jacob's Wife. What? Another vampire movie? I know. Two in one fucking year. What the fuck? Barbara Crampton, Larry Fessenden join forces as a pastor and his wife. In, or I wouldn't say subsequent. What's that way to like down classify it? His pointless wife, pretty much. Subservient. Subservient, yes, definitely. I mean, there is a female message in this movie clearly mm-hmm. it's a it's a female empowerment story that is <laughs> fucking gory a lot of fun and i really enjoyed it travis stevens did the directorial uh effort on this and i'm glad that he really brought those two together he's one of the he's the director that actually directed a girl on the third floor so i was moderately interested i liked that movie but i just felt a little i don't know i i couldn't get into it a hundred percent i still thought it was a unique interesting film but it wasn't one that I was like super excited about. But I did know that there was talent there and I was excited to see what he would do with Jacob's wife. It was great. It's funny. It's really funny and, and like unintentionally sometimes. Watching Barbara Crampton run around with her mouth burned off was probably the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Larry Fessenden's performance is awesome with Barbara Crampton. They really sell this movie. Mm-hmm. And it is such a nice treat to see Barbara Crampton in a good movie. Like, I'm not saying that she's always in bad movies. I don't want to say it that way. Maybe she's just not in movies that I prefer. Mm-hmm. And this movie really, it just it just shines on her. And she does a really good job of switching between the two different dynamics as she's turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And her husband, who is a pastor, I mean, come on. That's a great story. It's kind of already been done a little bit. What's that movie or the show that we watched that's oh, that kind of similar? Drew Barrymore show? The, no, 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 no. Where the she's in it, this show. Black Mass. Oh, oh yeah. That was a- Midnight Mass a, or whatever. That was a good show this year. That yeah. was a vampire show. Yeah, which we really enjoyed. Um, It did kind of lack at the end, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know, vampires are back, I guess. I don't know. It's a thing, but they're doing it in such different ways that I can kind of like it's palatable to me. <laughs> I think some of the some of the vampire movies in the back of the day are a little heavy handed in the uh, cringe for me, and it's just not my thing. Like, 
Did you not like Bram Stoker's Dracula? I didn't at first. I mean, I did. I thought it was beautiful, but I wasn't as big a fan. I, mean, I like it now a lot. Oh, okay. It grew on me. I was just making sure. Yeah. You don't like Interview with the Vampire, huh? Uh, I read the book. I love the book, and I haven't seen the movie in years, so. We should watch it. Maybe. It's 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 okay. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Back to Jacob's wife. You liked it too, right? Yeah, I did. I just watched it yesterday with you. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was two days ago. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I really liked it. It was really fun. It took a little bit to get into uh-huh. to kick kick off, but like you were saying, when both of them are in a scene together, it's really good. They do a really good job. It's believable, mm-hmm. and they're both really underrated uh, actors mm-hmm. or actresses. Act try. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I really thought it was funny. I would love to pick this up. I know it's out now, I think. Uh, yeah. So we're going to have to get it at some point in time. We just don't have the money right now. Um, Number 12. 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. We're getting there. 12, 12. So VHS 94. It's another controversial film that was very split between people. A lot of people either hated it and thought it was like the worst thing ever. But as of recently and, you know. Everybody has their own taste, and it's fine. I'm not trying to be pink on you. But I think we've gotten too accustomed to being spoiled sometimes, and we kind of forget where cinema comes from, and I, I think maybe I'm just old now. <laughs> you are, yes. Get off my lawn, you little fuckers. No, I'm kidding. I don't feel that way at all. Everybody has their own experience with horror, but for some reason, they did. there were some people that didn't like it. I, on the other hand, really enjoyed it because I like creature features, and pretty much every single one of these things in this movie was a creature feature. It's an anthology that was put out on Shudder. It's the long-awaited uh, re-release, a new start of a new series. Admittedly, the B-roll is a little uh, not so uh, perfect, but I felt like it was kind of part of uh, on par with the movie. You know what I mean? Being in the era that it was in, the type of the shorts that we were watching, and it was all kind of like 90s feeling, you know? 80s, 90s, I guess. Probably 90s more so. Well, it was 94. Right, but I'm just saying... <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, I'm fucking high, all right? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I'm getting lost in my thoughts, I guess. It's okay. Keep going. Keep hey, going. guys! <laughs> Hang in there, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, I really liked it. Ryan Prowse did a, a, a one of the shorts in the thing. We had him on. He did an interview, a really fun interview with him, by the way. If you've never listened to that, I highly encourage you to check it out. We put it up on the YouTube so you can check it out there. But yeah, I really like Ryan Prowse a lot. I think he's I think he's going to be doing some fun stuff in the future. He's really kind of what sold it on me. There was a couple I mean obviously the whole uh, anthology had really good nuggets in there for me. Were they perfect? No. But it was one of the better things I saw this year and towards what I wanted sort of thing. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Cuz I I I wanted to mix it up. Like I like to see a lot of gore stuff too, you know. And I don't mind if it's a cheap film if they can show me some fun stuff and make it fun and look, you know, even try I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? But the gore in this was actually pretty decent. Right. And the stories I thought were pretty cool. Some people felt they were a little lacking. But honestly, I loved it. I think it uh, it is worth worthy of being in the place that it is. I'm glad it's on there. I wasn't sure if it was going to or not, depending on how the year ended. So, But yeah, that's on, on Shutter now, too. So if you want to check it out, it is a Shutter original. So if you're not subscribed, I'd give you a, a code, but we don't have one. So <laughs> we just always make the money because, you know, that's the kind of people we are. <laughs> Shudder if you're listening. Um, number 11. Yeah, number 11. 
is a different one. This is one that a lot of people I don't think really watched or heard or talked about. But if you did get to see it and you don't mind that creepy sort of horror, I think you will really like it. It it, it takes place in the 70s in, in uh, the UK and there was power outages. Was it the 70s? I'm thinking it was the 70s. Yeah. There was power outages and stuff like that. And they had to distribute the power to other parts of a hospital. And it's uh, a, it's called The Power. I got the power. Yeah. There's um, quite a few on. It's an entendre, you know. Right. Yeah. It's it's like a triple or quadruple entendre. entendre. Yeah, yeah. I'm being serious. Like, there's a lot. Uh, but it is a ghost supernatural film. 1974, a young nurse is forced to work the night shift in a crumbling hospital at striking miners switching off the power of cross Britain because they weren't doing the coal. But inside the walls lurks a terrifying presence that threatens to consume her and everyone around her. Oh, my God. This is directed by Karina Faith. Uh, She also helped write the story. This is her first feature film, it looks like. She did quite a few TV documentary series and some TV series, but she ended up doing um, this as her first feature film. I thought it was creepy as fuck. The usage of the lights going on and off was the perfect conduit in which to create not only a visually wonderful environment, but audio, audio. I loved the entire score for this. You even complimented on it. Mm-hmm. Of how good it was. Unfortunately, I didn't see the whole thing, but yeah. yeah. It was, it's an intense ride. It does have some, uh, like a female empowerment thing message to it. It does have a sociopolitical message in there, but I don't think most people, I don't think it's as heavy handed as, as all that. I think it's, it's a competent story that is well underrated and the acting and performances in it are great. Mm-hmm. So this is like really well acted indie cinema uh, I don't even know if it's indie technically, but, you know, creepy shit, too. And it twists like three times in the movie. So you're kind of like, what, 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 what? Uh-huh. Um, the ending is a little weird, um, but I thought the ride was really fun and the environment that they created was dark and she really did a great job. Oh, that's cool. So if you get a chance, check out The Power. It's on Shutter. Highly recommend that one. Number 10. Psycho Gorman. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Psycho Gorman is a movie that I have been excited about because I fucking absolutely adore the director. Steven Kostansky, he's just a wild, crazy Canuck up there making some fucked up films <laughs> with some really great cast and just a wild story. If you don't know what Psycho Gorman is, it's after unearthing a gem that controls an evil, diabolical monster that can control the universe, looking to destroy everything in its path, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. And it is wild, very, (laughs) like, Power Mm Rangers-esque in a lot of moments, but also a lot of really dark humor. It's funny. There's a lot of characters that make some really funny jokes in it. The parents are hilarious. Yeah, how they a never-ending, desperate ending, a pit. Sound kind of familiar? <laughs> How's that sound, uh, Angela, or whatever her name was? I can't think. I'm honestly surprised this wasn't further on your list, further up on. <sighs> further your up, list. yeah. It it has some flaws. I it definitely has some flaws. It doesn't, you know, it's not perfect. But to be able to execute a movie of this type, it has to be in the top ten, in my opinion, pretty much mm-hmm. top eleven, whatever. 
But I don't know. I thought it was really funny. There's a lot of nods to other stuff in the film that Stephen Kostansky even came on for our podcast, which if you haven't listened to that, you should definitely listen to him talk about the movie. He gives him insight on the movie. It was a lot of fun really talking to him. And we're supposed to have him back. I haven't written him back yet, (laughs) but I'm sure he'll remember me talking about this and him coming on. And we'll have him on for like a special episode of like a Grave Plots. Mm -hmm. So that one's going to take a little work. So I'll probably like put that in the background and get it ready. And then it'll just pop out three weeks later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or two weeks later. Right. So I can take my time on it. And it's not because I like to add sound effects while we're creating the story. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work. So anyway, Psycho Gorman, if you haven't seen it already, go watch it. It may not be your favorite, but it's definitely worthy of being in a top horror movie. Right. So. All right. And what's number nine? We need to do something. Really? No, this is a movie that a lot of people hate me for. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't. They feel like it's a ripoff of a movie. I don't agree. I think it it, uh, must be something to do with the storyline. The ending. It has to do with the ending. Yeah. If you don't know what this movie is about, this is a story about a girl named Melissa and her family that seek shelter from a storm in their bathroom and they become trapped with no sign of rescue. The daughter comes to realize that she and her girlfriend, Amy, might have something to do with the horrors that threaten her family outside. So it's a condensed movie into this one room, okay? First of all, I don't think many people realize how much of a technical feat that is, just on its own. Mm -hmm. To make that interesting in such a small space, with actors in there with you and the entire crew, to make it seem like this desolate little place Mm -hmm. that all this crazy shit's going on outside. I think that's fucking fantastic. Max Booth the third wrote this novel. He's kind of a... Horror, he's got a couple horror podcasts. Like, he's on Ghoulish, this podcast I listened to a little bit of. Shout out if you're listening, buddy. Um, Max Booth does a really good job in writing here. He also does another podcast um, that is called the, what's the Stephen King town? Oh, Castle Rock Radio. He does that one with a guest and stuff. So if you guys want to check him out, check him out. Uh, But he's also a writer and he's done a lot of different web pages and like articles and stuff like that. So he's done a lot of work. And I think he wrote a really interesting kind of mysterious movie that for a lot of people is not going to have a payoff. Uh, For me, I thought it was fine because they do go somewhere with it. It gets really surreal and creepy and you don't really know exactly what's outside. And that's kind of the point of the movie. Also, it's kind of the budget that they had. So I think, you know, it's totally fine if you don't like it. I think it's a great film. I think it's a feat in indie film. This is the type of movie that lands you other jobs down the road as a director and will help boost you, I think. I think people who are people will appreciate this movie later on more than they do now. Maybe. I don't know. I really loved it. So I thought it was creepy. There's one scene in the movie that drew, like bone chilled me. And I found out who is plays that part in the movie, by the way. But yeah, anyway, it, there's a famous person. There's quite a few great performances. There's like a dad, a, a, a daughter, his mom, their mom, and then a younger brother. And each of them sort of go through all these different tragedies. And by the end, there's just like... It's kind of hopeless. And it came out at a time in the middle of this pandemic and everything, you know, where it's it's kind of not the apropos time to come out, but it kind of is. Because you can kind of relate. He this book was put out on the middle of the year of 2020. So the original novella that he wrote, it's like a 110 page book. That is 
like the middle, it was like March or something like that. March is July or something in the middle of the year. So I'm sure he wrote it before like all the pandemic stuff or maybe not. Maybe he wrote it really quick and just like had a like really insp- inspirational setting. But it kind of is on the nose for some of the what's, what we've been going through as a uh, society society all over the world. But mm-hmm. and it's like you're stuck in there with your family and there's going to be problems, especially all of our little problems turn into big problems by the end. And it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. I thought it was really a great creative practice in movie making. So number eight, a classic horror story, which is on Netflix. Oh, I think we need to do something is on uh, Shutter too, right? I can't remember. It's on Hulu. Is it on Hulu? It is on Hulu. Okay, okay. Thank you. But yeah, a classic horror story is my number eight. It is on Netflix. You can watch that pretty much. It's it's pretty new. It came out like, I don't know, like four months ago, maybe five months ago. It's a Italian film that kind of starts out like a movie that you've seen before and kind of goes somewhere else. And where it goes is kind of awesome. There's a few films that, you know, you can say that about that just completely change direction in the middle of the movie or at the, you know, third act or something and turn into this whole different thing. And some of those things work and some of them don't. I think so. Robert DeFeo and uh, Paoli Stripoli, who directed this film, I think did an exquisite job. It looks masterclass. It's good to see Italian horror coming out of there again. Um, They latch on to uh, basically a group of... Complete strangers are traveling to southern Italy to become stranded in the woods and they don't know how after an accident. And they have to fight desperately to get out alive. That's pretty much all you're really going to know. And I can't really spoil it for you, but it is very fresh coming out of Italy to see something like this because it's not a jokey film. Like they really did care about this film and it's kind of a higher class film in some regards. It's got that artistic feel, but you can also easily follow it along. There are characters that you really need to sort of get to know and and know their subtle nuances to see what really is going on this whole time. But second watch, I really enjoyed it again. I thought it was excellent and it has a really fucked up ending. So (laughs) one of my favorite kills of the year, by the way, is in this movie uh, involving a shotgun, Uh, but you can use your imagination on that. (laughs) But yeah, man, these kids get into it and they find this fucking place and bad shit goes on. Really creepy, weird shit goes on. And then the movie completely does 180 into some other direction. And it is, I thought it was really good. So kudos to everybody involved in that one. Good on Netflix for picking it up. They're not perfect on horror yet, but they have a couple. Right, right. They're more of a sci-fi. That's yeah, the, that's their sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. Number seven. Werewolves Within. I like that movie. I really love it. I thought it was... It's it's, cute and funny. It's funny and it is kind of a cute little world that they kind of create. Mm -hmm. Fable-esque sort of Fargo-esque slash faster than Fargo though. Because it is... There's a lot of jokes in this one that are just subtle, dark humor. Yeah, we watched it for a second time and, and I caught a lot of the jokes i missed yeah this is a director josh rubin by the way who if you remember last year did the movie scare me he also played fred believe he is the director hold on which one was fred the main guy oh okay he was like there's two there's three characters in scare me oh very small budget hey this is what i can do on such a little (gasps) bit of budget kind of thing okay i remember very um I don't know. I just really thought it was really funny. It kind of came together on this one 
very well. I thought I thought the dialogue in Scare Me was good. It didn't push me over the edge. I thought it was super creative in what they did on the budget for the storytelling that they did in one area again is great. But yeah, essentially the story is a feature adaptation of the game called Werewolves Attack. It's this unknown game that no one really has played, really. But they thought it was, I mean, people play it. I'm just saying it's not as popular as as some other games. Mm -hmm. But it's a VR game where you sit around this campfire and you got to figure out which one of you is the werewolf by answering certain questions and things like that. So you got to figure out who's the werewolf in the room. So that's essentially what this is, except this is about this officer who moves to out of his jurisdiction to be a cop because he got it or uh, excuse me, a ranger, a forest ranger, because he got in trouble somewhere else doing something else. And this is where he had to go in order to keep his job. And so he goes to this small snow infested just every type of fucking small town person you can think of rich people, crazy people like there's a subtle political stuff in there, but it's not, it's very topical. Like right. very, uh, it'll just be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's funny. It's not like picking a side kind of thing. Right. I thought it was really funny and cute. And like the, uh, characters are really funny. They all kind of have their moment in this film. Each of them. Like, I don't think there's not a funny moment with any character in this movie. Right. Yeah. Some of them are, you know, they're middle of the road to, to, to really funny. You just don't know, you know, but they're so frequent. I think it kind of evens out. Yeah. It's like it's a weird mix of comedy in this. A lot of people didn't like the werewolf and how it looked in the movie. Uh, <laughs> I can understand, uh, but I, I, I think that's kind of beyond the point. Yeah, exactly. It, it's more about the humor and the sort of like, I don't know. The fun. The dialogue. Yeah, the dialogue is really good. And he, that's that's something that Mishna Wolf, who wrote this movie, wrote. So he's a writer too. But yeah, Misha, Mishna did it. And she did a really good job. It's it's popping. It, it does give me that Fargo dark humor sort of thing. But with like a really nice Midwestern accent kind of thing going on. Right. You know, like I don't know how to explain it. Right. Like there's a lot of fucked up people in this in this neighborhood. And they are really, there's some really funny parts in that. Just the light, like when her, that woman finds something dead mm-hmm. and the look on her face, dude, and they just cut to it like these hard cuts. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I, I really thought it was funny. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope uh, it's one on your list, too. Um, highly recommended. If you haven't seen Scare Me, maybe that might be a good movie to check out if you have seen this. And if you haven't seen either, then check them both out. There you go. Oh, number six. Uh, we're going to do Antlers on this one. Oh. I really like this. This is a pretty solid, different take on the Wendigo. And it's a movie that it took forever to come out. You know, like it got pushed, pushed and pushed because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they finally just said, fuck it. And they put it out in this, this time frame, which is a little weird uh, that they waited towards this. The end of the year. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, uh, this is going to compete in the summer with stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, you know, you don't know what's going on. Anyway, it's about an isolated Oregon town and a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student who's really creepy and a young, very talented kid who is guaranteed going to be going on to do some fucking yeah. film. Because I, that kid, I don't know how you teach a kid something like that. I know. <laughs> I can't believe, yeah. He, how he learned it himself or I don't even get know. Give that what, kid an Oscar. I would like to see uh, like an interview with him just to see what he's like. Yeah. 
Uh, but he's really good in this film, and I think he 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 outdoes his uh, technical lead role <laughs> by a lot. I think, mm-hmm. but she's good. I some people had issue with her. I liked her. I thought it was good. But this Wendigo tale is so different and fleshy and violent. It's not exactly the goriest thing ever, uh, but it does have its moments in it. You know, like it's satisfying in the practical sense, which I mean, practical effects, of course. Which we all love and adore. <laughs> I'm high. <laughs> I, I feel like wire. I'm running on sentences. Like, I don't know if I've been talking for like 10 minutes or an hour. You're like, where am I? What <laughs> am I doing? I have pee-pee in my pants. <laughs> Jesus. Where can you watch Antlers? Uh, I think it's out uh, for digital right now. I don't know if the price oh. has come down yet, but I can take a look. Hold on a second. Yeah, it's on Prime Video for five ninety nine, or oh, that's you, not bad. yeah, you can rent it for five ninety nine and four K as well, or buy it for fourteen ninety nine, uh, at least on Amazon. I'm sure there might be another place that might sell it for just a little cheaper, but around that area. I'm sure it'll probably come to like Netflix or something, or Hulu or mm-hmm. something, you know. Um, but yeah, I really, uh, whoops, I thought it was a really cool story. It's not perfect, but it has a lot to it. I was expecting a little bit more monster action because i wanted to just see how fucked up that thing is mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of that other netflix or that netflix movie where the the drunken guys like he goes into a, a rest or um after hours sort of like bar place to get a handle of vodka and then he gets robbed oh do you remember you know what i'm talking about yeah, where they go out in the woods the and they're forest, like having memories yeah. of that shit all over because yeah, somebody got shot yeah they're yeah. going as a reunion to his death right to go to the middle of this fucking place and they find this like creature it's like fucked up kind of reminded me of that makes <laughs> sense yeah i can't think of what it's called but you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i'm high and you're just gonna have to bear with it so fuck you okay <laughs> um yeah it does take a little while to get started but not that much surprisingly i was kind of pretty okay it didn't feel like slow or felt like i got through the whole thing just right all right it's time all right guys now we're down to our top five of 2021 Um, we don't have any awards or anything but we've got a lot of love and a lot of hugs for these people as well as any of them that we've already listed and those we didn't mention so just understand that (laughs) i know it's not that big a deal but i'm high and i'm trying to make it dramatic okay just let me ride this (laughs) They're like, I know you're high. Shut up. Stop saying it so much, you fucking eight-year-old. It's like, eight-year-olds don't get high, okay? Number five. So, I gave this one to Queen of Black Magic. Damn. On Shudder. I've been really getting into these Indonesian sort of horror films a lot lately, and they've been bringing it, man. It's been feeling really dark, very complicated stories sometimes that entangle like this like long arc of a story but they do a really good job of it about this old house that these this family goes out this orphan family because basically this guy was an orphan he lived at this orphanage for a very long time he loved being there so much and he wanted to be there for the kids that could not get a home so he stayed there to help them find a home and to take care of them. And years later, he goes back and the guy that was running that orphanage, they they look at it's like a father. And when they go back, he's really sick. And they start to uncover some very, very dark secrets about what has happened in the past that they've forgotten. Some dark shit. Yeah, that they buried. uh, And it starts to uncover as this sort of supernatural presence comes alive. And it does it in some pretty surreal, very dark, and very scary 
scenes that I thought one in particular involving this bus. Oh, Holy yeah, that shit. Was creepy. That was like that sent chills down my spine. Did it involve a queen? <laughs> I, I won't leave. I'll leave it up to the, the viewer on that. You can figure it out. <laughs> you would think there would be. But, you know, we we actually did a review of this uh, earlier this year. Right. I don't even know what score I gave to it. But after watching it a second time. Right. I was like, how did I almost forget this movie? Mm-hmm. This is, of course, a sort of reboot of the original, which came out in 1981, which mm-hmm. we did an episode on. If you're looking for the Queen of Black Magic v. Queen of Black Magic uh, <laughs> episode, it's it's definitely one there. I'm curious. I didn't even go back to look, but sometimes movies, you can watch them again and it'll jump up a score. I think this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. If you like the movie May the Devil Take You or May the Devil Take You Too, those are very similar in that way. It's very head trippy. People losing their minds, like cutting themselves, a lot of graphic shit going on, like really gross out kind of shit too. <laughs> Some like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's dark, it's fucked up. And uh, yeah, I think you should definitely watch it and check it out. If you haven't seen it, it's up on Shutter along with the original if you want to watch it. They're not connected in any way. There's like one name, I think, Murney. That we, we learned about in both movies who did get this bad rap, this this death that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, not connected at all. You can just watch it by itself. Hey it's another Taiwanese Indonesian sort of film that uh I liked. I could not it was so hard for me to pick which one came over the other one. <laughs> They're pretty much right neck and neck. I mean, we're talking about eights and eights. Like, how do you fucking, you're like, well, what does the point matter? What's the point matter? Well, when you're breaking these motherfuckers down, those points really do help. <laughs> okay. 8.25, 8. 8.5, 8.75, you know, would help. Look at you, you math magician. You know, what? Really? Is that, is that big math? So what's number four? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So number four is The Medium from 2021. I said that, didn't I? Nope. Oh. (sighs) Everybody's like, all right, I'm done. I don't have enough coffee for this shit. Turn it off. (laughs) Uh, So The Medium is a movie that is about a medium, essentially a small village in the middle of Taiwan, where I think it's pretty sure it's Taiwan. Oh, I like the one with the shaman. Yeah, the shaman lady who is like worshiping this thing. It's about a documentary crew. It's a found footage film, technically, Mm -hmm. where they go back and film this sort of small tribe that worships this woman goddess. And they want to see like what's going on in the town, how they do everything, what their rituals are. And it's very straight laced as far as like documentary style. It does come be become pretty quick that the main girl that's in the movie is an actress. <laughs> it's not exactly like the normal way someone would act. You know what I mean? But it's still a really good, scary, freaky film that takes a while to get where it's going. So you really got to buckle down for at least an hour. But once it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's shit, that's that's where the fucking it's like climbing to the top of a fucking fire slide with razors and you're just sliding through. There's blood everywhere. There's people screaming and being weird and doing really fucked up shit, including a scene that is not one of Christina's favorite things in movies. So animal no. alerts. Uh, it's not real, just so you know. Uh, but if you are real. highly sensitive to that kind of thing, um, yeah, 
<laughs> now, okay, what's funny is when we sat down to watch this movie, Alex was trying to convince me that this was a like a like it was a documentary, like you a real documentary. Right, uh, look, listen to me, guys. And if 10 you're minutes a found... in, I was like, no, this isn't fucking real, you y- idiot. No, yeah, she, <laughs> she did this with the high desert. Yeah, I did. What was the high noon? High noon. Horror in the high desert. Horror in the high desert. That's what it was. It was he a, got me there up until It's on a Tubi part. movie. I watched it and I, <laughs> I had already seen it. I knew that it wasn't. Or no, I hadn't seen it yet. Right. I hadn't. I didn't watch it yet, you, but I kind of knew. Read, you read about it. So you thought you could get away with telling me. Yeah. So I was like, this is a real story. And she watched it. <laughs> and, and she was so. Dude. I was into it. Dude. That was like one of your best experiences of watching a movie ever. It reminded me of like when I went and saw Blair Witch. Right. Yeah. I gave her that experience by making her believe it was real. <laughs> and now I never ever believe you ever. <laughs> well, I tried with the bla- uh, with, uh, with the, medium, the medium, medium, but but I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes. It and became. Then he a... got mad at me because I didn't believe him. Well, he got really mad. It's at me. the way. It's the actress's fault. She's a great actress. She just doesn't come across as a you know found footage actress. No, actually, it wasn't. For me, it was how they were filming it. Oh, okay. Because I was like, a documentary wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's really well shot. Yeah, it is. It's like, it gets in there, and this shaman's inheritance, there's like basically a horrifying story of a shaman's inheritance in this Isan region of Thailand. That's where it is. I said Taiwan. My apologies. What could be possessing a family member might not be the goddess they make it out to be. And where this motherfucker goes, this is a movie that was directed by Bajang Pisanathenikin. Pisanathenikin? That's such a hard name to say. I, I apologize. Pisanthenikin uh, did a great job in this movie. Uh, they directed it. They had some pretty good cast in it, too, I think, that really played the part. There's <laughs> there's some silly moments in the movie with a lot of face making some possessed faces. And I, I, I could see, while some people would probably not like that, but it's for found footage, it's kind of something I... We'll overlook, you know, right. I'll, be, I'll be like, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. They're trying. I just, they're I just, trying. I'm interested in the story. I want to know where it goes. Mm-hmm. The story's really fucking lit. There's some fucking really good fucking parts where they, they do some really fucking disturbing shit in the movie and, and it just makes you want to see more. Uh, it is a little silly for some, uh, but I liked it a hell of a lot better. And clearly, since it's on my list, right. then what was the fucking Paranormal Activity movie? Oh, God, Good that came God, out this dude. year. God, what a piece of shit. No, what we're not going to be that kind of toxic, all right? Don't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that one just really upset me. I just, I was, I wanted it to be so good. I was like literally laying my penis out for it to just sit Suck on it. it. <laughs> No, that sounds really dark. It does. It's gross. <laughs> kind of sounds rapey too. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's it's consensual. You know, if you just lay it out, that's like the normal thing to do, right? It's like you shake hands with someone. Stop! Yeah. Let's stop. Let's just stop. Okay, moving on. Where, where can you watch the medium? Nice to meet you. Hi, floppy dick. How are where, you? Where can you watch the medium? Uh, you can you can watch the medium on Shutter. Oh, there you go. Highly recommend, by the way. I really like it. If you like Indonesian sort of Taiwan, uh, Taiwanese, uh, or Thailand films, <laughs> how do I? It's really good. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. I'm trying not to be fucking rude. Stop! I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> we gotta. Okay, okay. It's Inhale. like we gotta move to number. Hold three. on! Shut the fuck up! I gotta fill it in. 
It's actually really good. And if you like those kind of stories that just go wild in the supernatural and like keep going and like just like everything's going wrong, this is like one of those things that has a really good payoff for the end of a movie that I think a lot of people really enjoyed. So highly recommend checking it out. Don't wait on it. Making Monsters from 2019, actually, but uh, just got released this year. Uh, last year. Or last year. Last God year. damn it. <laughs> it. Takes a little while, you know? You, you did this to me. <laughs> I didn't do shit. What take, is take you got me. Well, yeah, that'll be really good. <laughs> I didn't tell you to That's take a fucking said. gummy. <laughs> anyway, so Making Monsters is a indie film that a lot of people, I tried to get the word out like a motherfucker about. I was like- You not, were interviewing and you're like hustling and- uh, Hustling? <laughs> I was like, excited, bitch. You're like telling people on the street, you're like, hey, hey, you want some Making Monsters? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I didn't offer any. <laughs> yeah, here's a free copy. No, that makes it sound like I'm <laughs> like selling shit. No, I say go watch it. Some people did. Some people liked it. Some people were like, eh, I didn't get it. I don't, really, I don't know. I did. I totally got it. And I thought it was a genius idea. It's about a social media prankster and his fiance that find a idyllic country weekend turn into the ultimate video prank where the stakes are life and death. So essentially, <laughs> basically a prankster uh, and his girlfriend have grown to be married and she's a little tired of it, you know. She's the butt of all the jokes mm -hmm. because she gets scared all the time. And so she's like, you know what? I want to have a baby now. Gotta I've, knock it off. I put up with your dumb shit for however long. Your immature 12-year-old shit. And he's like, he just wants to take it to the moon. So he, mm -hmm. he's not, you know. I need more subscribers. But she kind of, she, you know, she's, she's pregnant, right? No, no. Oh, yeah, maybe she was. Yeah, she yeah, was pregnant. She was pregnant. So she's trying to get pregnant. That's what right. it was. That's the thing, because one of my buddies said he didn't like the movie because why would a pregnant person take drugs? And Oh, that's right. And I was like, well, she's not pregnant yet. And he's like, why would they do it before if they're trying? And I was like, all right. <laughs> because and, she, she's not going to be able to do it for nine months. All right, Christina, they don't know what the movie is about. So, But anyway, so this prankster and his wife go up to have some time away to really just like kind of figure out their life and get him back on track, even though he's really desperately trying to keep this sort of job career that he loves so much. And um, so they go to this place and they meet this guy who they, they meet him at a, a doctor's office or whatever. And he invites them to stay at their house and they go to the house to visit. And this guy's there. He's pretty, he's, he's the husband of this other person they met at the doctor's office. He's like, Hey, they'll be back soon. Come sit down. Here's some dinner. My name is, and they get fucked up and it's a crazy ride. And then all of a sudden some bad shit starts happening. And that's all I'm going to say, because there is a lot of different, uh, there's like a supernatural element in this movie. There's like a paranormal. That, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Supernatural. Oh. <laughs> there's paranormal. There is a sort of uh, slasher vibe in this movie, sort of a Saul vibe as well in the movie as well. So it's got a lot of, it's a lot more to it than it appears to be at the start of the film. Mm -hmm. And what unravels for me was a really great ride that, Justin Harding and Rob Bruner uh, put together. They were the directors on that. And we even had them with all the cast uh, with Alana Elmer and Jonathan Craig and the producer and the directors. And we had a really good time. I think we even me and 
me and Jonathan Craig, actually, <laughs> I think we hung out for an hour and a half after the interview <laughs> doing shots the oh, whole wow. time. <laughs> Just crazy. talking about everything, man. That was a, it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I had a really good time having them on and I invite them on because I like their movie, not because of the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's often who I like to bring on the show is someone that I've seen their work and I'm like, Ooh, right. I want to support that. Um, so, but yeah, I'm, I really think it's a really solid film. There are some things in it that's funny as hell. There are some parts in it that are like, I don't know. It's a weird mix that I think a lot of people might get confused by. And it doesn't explain every element of the movie to the viewer, Mm -hmm. which is also another thing that might upset the viewer. If they're not paying attention, which this movie might kind of make you think it's that movie in the beginning where you don't need to pay that much attention. It's one of those movies you should Mm -hmm. and you will reward yourself by picking up little things as you go. And where it ends up, I thought, was like a fucking pretty awesome finale. Uh, Some of the performances in it were some of the people's first time. Like, they've not really acted that much. I think Jonathan Craig is, like, his first time. And, well, he's done other shorts and stuff like that. But, I mean, his first feature film. Oh, okay. So, and he does a really excellent job. So does Alana. So does Peter. I mean, it's a really fun movie that I think is uh, has a nice twist to it and some gore and some really dark humor that I really like may not be for everybody, but it is one of my favorite movies this year. And for an indie film to be able to do something like this, it's a huge, it's huge. So, but uh, yeah, congrats guys. I, I fucking love them too. They're awesome. Surprisingly, I watched this again for the third or fourth time this year, <laughs> by the way. And that was Malignant. Oh. Yeah. You know who the director is that, right? Oh, or... what's his name? Um, The guy. The guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, Christina. <laughs> you yeah. know, the famous horror guy that everybody hates. <laughs> you really don't know? James Wan. <laughs> yeah, him. He uh, he directed and wrote this with uh, Ingrid Bisu and a Kelly Cooper. Has Annabelle Wallace in it and uh, Matty Hans- Hassan and quite a few others. Really not that you know popular of names, although I've, I've seen Annabelle Wallace and some stuff, and she does a really good job in this movie. But yeah, what a weird, not supposed to be for the mainstream kind of movie that popped out in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. These are those movies that if you are a collector and you've been, there's those movies that stick out and you always go, why is this, this is such a bizarre concept of a fucking movie? And it's so cheeky and silly and kind of fun. And it had no business being as good as it was. But I'm so glad they gave it the budget that they did. Right. Because it made it that much better. Mm -hmm. It is, in a lot of ways, a so bad it's good film about this woman, Madison, who's paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders. And her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, real terrifying realities. Oh, that was better. Realities. Realities. (laughs) <laughs> sounded like you were saying allergies yeah no, i was just trying to get the you know the echo the echo right yeah that's all in-house right live okay <laughs> if you need help with effects just let me know i'll just i'll just do echoes for you guys in your voice 
I really like this movie. It's uh, It takes a little while to get started, and it's kind of typical in the beginning a little bit, but there are some pretty uh, graphic fucking scenes in this movie that just push it over the edge for me and make it stand out. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this movie being so high on my list. I don't really give a shit. I think this movie was a fun movie. This is definitely one I will turn to, like I said, as a collector, you look back at, at decades and you think of all the ones that stuck out just a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is going to stick out. Right. Whether you liked it or not. And at some point in time, you will come to appreciate this movie. Right. I know it because I've done it in a lot of these other movies. Mm-hmm. And I know, in my opinion, that's what I see in this film mm-hmm. ahead of it. <laughs> right. I'm not saying I'm some fucking, you know, horror god or some dumb shit like You're that. You're Alex the fortune no, teller. I can just say I love So Bad It's Good horror films, mm-hmm. especially when there's action involved. It just is like this amazing silly combination but it's also kind of on the nose straight in some situations in the movie Mm -hmm. so and a lot of people said they got what it was going to be about in the very beginning i didn't i'm not gonna lie i I think i was just like so enamored by everything going on and wondering what it was going to do that i wasn't really thinking about that angle you like to try to figure it out and your mind goes like all over the place true and i might have gone down the wrong path and just Like, sometimes I have to tell you to shut the fuck up because it's like, I just want it to unfold because I'm an unfolder. (laughs) Anyway, Malignant. I thought it was good. I bought it on 4K. You can get it on 4K through like your digital distribution. I believe it was $10 on sale for me. So I picked it up immediately because they only have the Blu-ray out. And I feel like at some point in time, they're going to bring out the 4K like I don't know why they didn't with this movie. I felt like because it, no one's buying 4K, they're not making enough profit off of 4Ks. Not right now. Nope, because everybody streams. Bitch. Why the fuck would you bother? It's I don't want to hear collectors. that shit. We're, this is a positive podcast. Sorry. Why are all- you destroying my hobby? <laughs> it's reality. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> Anyway, so for number one, I won't drag you guys on out. I would love to hear what you guys think about all these choices. I'm sure my list is going to be completely different than anybody's. And maybe I was too high to put it together. Who knows? At this, No, I actually did it when I was sober, by the way. Just FYI. And now for number one. Last but not least. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what you picked. I know. And you're going to hate me for it. <laughs> what? But I thought it was one of the most visceral, stylish, engaging, weird, emotional. Took me to places I've never been emotionally and physically and kind of sexually a little bit. Uh, what? It's a, it's a deep fucking movie and it has a sort of a metaphor to it. Uh, or is it metaphor or analogy? I always get the two fucked up. But it's a titan. Oh, yeah. Titan. I forgot. It's about uh, following a series of unexplained crimes. A father is reunited with the son who has been missing for 10 years. Titan, a metal highly resistant to heat and corrosion with high tensile strength alloys. But really, it's about, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. This is one of those movies. It sucks. I, they, I want to say so much about this movie. Yeah, you can't. But it is the experience and the ride that you get. I will tell you right now, this is not going to be the movie for everybody. If you do not like extreme gore, if you do not like extreme sexual situations even, or just completely schlocky, what the fuck, is this a trauma movie style kind of uh, storyline almost? Uh, About a woman fucking a car, okay? So, and then, uh, yeah, 
I, that's, that's all I'll say. Things happen because of that. Right. And uh, yeah, I think you should watch it. I had, I think it was one of the most visceral things I've seen all year. It reminds me of the stylings of what was it, the house that Jack built kind of oh, yeah. vibe, mm-hmm. but also with like a kind of cool, stylish, like sort of Tarantino esque, but it's definitely Julia's own thing. Um, she is fantastic in this movie, the lead role and the director in this movie, obviously. Julia De Cornell, who has done the movie Raw from last year. Mm-hmm. Was it or the year before? Oh, I think it was the year before. Yeah, where about that girl that is a vegetarian that goes and becomes like ape shit, ape, like, like a flesh eating. Yeah, and then she starts eating human. Yeah, pretty cool movie. A little slow, uh, mm-hmm. but the uh, characters in it were very dynamic. Mm-hmm. This blows that shit out of the water, in my opinion. I think both are very great films, but Titan has a message that is sort of socio-political. So if you are bothered by such things, this one will be a hot button topic <laughs> that'll definitely put a lot of people on one side over the other. We even got a little bit of backlash on the. Oh my god, episode, we did too. That, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they apologized. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I don't mean like bad. I just meant. It, I don't think they needed to apologize. By the way, it stirred up conversation. Is all right, and this is a movie that will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stir up a conversation. Let me. Tell tell you christina wasn't really into it but i know that if i watched it again she would become fans i don't know again the beginning Mm -hmm. was cool and then it slowed down dude it gets really fucking violent right off the bat yeah it really does the beginning is worth it there is a sequence of fucking killings that happen in this one like 15 minute thing segment that is just crazy and then the rest of the movie is putting you in a situation that almost forces you to see and perceive the what it's like through many different eyes Mm -hmm. it is very confusing i would not recommend uh this for everyone but it is a great movie and i definitely think it deserves the credit is it as horror as like the other movies we've stated no not so much on the nose but when you call fucking videodrome kind of a horror movie when you call a lot of david cronenberg stuff a horror kind of vibe and at least i mean what happens in the movie later by the end is pretty sci-fi horror right yeah yeah i don't know and it's violent it's very violent yeah so i don't know it is very uncomfortable movie for some people to watch so i will understand if you don't like it but i personally loved it i think it's a great film and it's one of those films that will stick around kind of like how david lynch's films kind of like stick out in a decade you know what i mean Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, Wild at Heart, it's like one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Not watched a lot all by everybody, but is very has a very popular underground for it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be one of those those films. Very visceral, very fleshy, very um, physical movie, but also very emotional as well, which is very confusing for a lot of people. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So that's it, guys. I know you're ashamed of me. You probably hate all of my choices. But to be honest, I mean, any of these could have fought for the top 15. Right. I want to know what was it on the list, like what you guys thought should be on the list to let us know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many movies that were in the 7.5 range that I still think are unique. Mm -hmm. Censor was one of those movies. I liked Censor. It just wasn't for me. I Mm like the whole video nasty thing that they had going on but it Mm -hmm. looks beautiful but it didn't really take me places like beyond the black rainbow did Mm -hmm. where that just really 
really grabbed on to me like mm-hmm. um but still kind of good like that you know what i mean and there is um another movie called dementia 2 uh it was called dementia part 2 it was actually like thrown together before a festival and they made it and like <laughs> oh that's right i remember that movie yeah that was pretty dude good. totally deserves credit because it is kind of the, the the sequel to the other movie, but done in such a way that is so insane. Mm-hmm. And it's about a woman who is has dementia, and this guy goes over on one of his jobs that he's not doing so great at, and they're like, "You have to get this paper signed, or that's it. You're going home. We're not hiring. We're not. We're not keeping you." Mm-hmm. So he's stuck in this situation where this crazy lady is has him do stuff around the house, and she's supposed to pay him, but she doesn't pay him and then it gets worse and worse and crazier and crazier and it's like a zombie film Mm -hmm. and it's great Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's pretty great like i gave it a 7.5 i i feel like that's appropriate Mm -hmm. it's just there Mm -hmm. but it's still a damn good film i would check it out i also was a little disappointed with vicious fun but that's another one that i felt like was a 7.5 but i just liked werewolves within more as a comedy right but and and bloody hell in particular more mm-hmm. so than this. So I mean, there's there's other ones. Um, you know, last night in Soho I also liked, just not for me, a hundred percent. Definitely has the best directional chops that you can give a movie. Like we're talking high class, fucking really pays attention to what he's doing. It's weird to see him do sort of a comedy film that is like you know he's done comedy films and he does this sort of thing and it's kind of. I don't know, fantasy, I don't know, romantic, horror, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know, there's a lot of films that I did get to see, some that I really enjoyed. I mean, obviously, if you want to check out our YouTube, we have a plethora of stuff on there as well as on our podcast. I've been doing a lot of the newer stuff on the YouTube and then keeping the older stuff on the podcast a little bit because, I don't know. But if you guys want me to do more new stuff, just let me know. I'll be more than glad to spread it out a little bit. It's just I get a lot of draw on those on YouTube as well, and it keeps it fresh for the algorithm as well. But I like to kind of do it on both. We did Candyman on here. Like, we did it a little late. Yeah, we did. You know, because it's a lot to rush in. Hey, that's okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good last year? No. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for asking. The apocalypse is going really well. (laughs) uh guys i i hope you enjoyed uh this last year um i hope this year is going to be even better for us no matter where we are in our lives and i hope we bring a little bit of pleasure and laughter and enjoyment to your lives and uh maybe some movies too hopefully because that's what this is about right i think right well that's why we're here (laughs) yeah Anyway, Christina, thank you for being a wonderful host this year. And thank you for filling in at the last minute. I know you weren't planning to. No, I was not. I I really appreciate it. So (laughs) thank you. Uh, Glad glad I could be here and make you pretty shots. Yeah. What do you mean? That's not all you do. What the fuck? You run this shit. What the fuck? (laughs) No, I don't. You don't listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. Listening is, you know, you're still in charge of it. (laughs) Am I, though? I don't know. She made up horror shots. So that was her idea. And 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 that's it. And she pushes like me every day to do the stuff. Six that I, years ago, she's a good, you know, you know, motivator, definitely. And you're fun. I think we have fun together. Do we? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe oh, I should. Okay. Maybe I should get high more often <laughs> when I do this, <laughs> so we don't even get I, close. If if you guys want him high, no, don't the fuck, this, don't drug let us know. <laughs> there go the Christians. You just killed them off. <laughs> yes, so many Christians. They were on the fence, Christina, but you <laughs> fucked them up. <laughs> 
Alex. Anyway, next Christians week we're gonna get watch. High too. Christians get high too. <laughs> next week we're gonna watch the rape thereafter, and uh, for all you Christian fans, I'm what kidding. the fuck? <laughs> No, it's not what we're watching next week. What ne- What are we watching what next week? What are we watching next week? I've been trying to t- ask you for two weeks. I don't know. Were we going to do Scream sometime soon? Or is that coming out? Scream or? comes out on Friday. So no, we will not be doing that. Okay. So we'll do all four on the podcast later, though. Yes. So that'll be a good one for people that like have seen the movie. Right. We'll do it later on. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm eating some of the icing because it's just so delicious. How about we just tell people... On social media, what we're, so, we're, we're so watch professional. We've been so focused on doing top twenty twenty one. Been so focused. I know. You've I hope you been. guys enjoyed it. Really, seriously, share this with people because uh, this this takes too much work. <laughs> 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 it's for the passion. I get it, but come on, help me out. <laughs> help a brother out. Help Christina out for Christ's sake. She's tired of dealing with my ass. Click my Amazon links. Yeah. <laughs> What do you want to do? Then? I don't know. We got a couple of we got a couple of films that uh, were sent to us over the for Christmas and stuff then like we'll that. See that. Okay. What are they? Also, guys, this this year we're going to be doing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I want to try to do. We're going to do Scream as well, franchise wise. I'm saying. I'm writing this down because I'm your secretary. Expect a lot of. Uh, I don't know. We're going to go and div dig deep. If you guys have any ideas, by the way, never be afraid. Let us know. Down Let below. us know. You can write us on the website. You can write to us on our email there. Um. Yeah, just let us know. Next week, we'll have a new merch item for you guys. We're not sure what it is, but I'm thinking it has to do with drinkware. So if you like to have Stein glasses or whatever, like the pint glasses or whatever, maybe we'll do those. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll let you know. Um, they should be live on Monday, the, the next episode. So keep an eye out. Make sure you check that out because we only keep it up for a week. And then we're going to take it down. And that's how we're going to do it every once in a, once a month or something like that. We just do, you know, runs or once every two weeks. Yeah, we'll run. We'll do runs. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. We just got to figure out what works best. We don't like to ask for stuff. So it's just complicated. But anyway, thank you for dealing with my rambling pot-headed behavior. Christina, thank you again for 2021. You're and, welcome. Uh, I hope you guys had a happy new year. Thank you so much for coming by. Let us know what you think in the comments down below. And as always, long live forage in 2022, bitches. to be